Heavenly Father, we just come to your word this morning. God, we just pray right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you just take Pastor Chuck out of the way, Lord. Let the words that you have brought for us today, Lord, let them speak life into our congregation, Lord. May they be anointed, O God, this morning, and may we just feast upon what we hear for weeks and weeks and months and months to come. Lord, may we always be able to remember, reflect, Lord, upon your word. And God, may it always bring, Lord, peace and comfort to our hearts. And so, Lord, this morning, we just pray for your word. God, that you would just absolutely overshadow this place with your presence, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that we're able to speak with clarity and, Lord, with your blessing. And I just give you thanks, Lord, for what I know you're going to do. In the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. I'm going to talk to you this morning just a little bit about dreams and visions. Dreams and visions. Pastor Chuck's not going to talk to you a little bit about when you have too many pepperonis on the pizza, you know, and go to bed. You know, bad tacos or, you know, bad chicken or something. You go to, you know, have them crazy dreams, you know, all them wild things this morning. But if you have your Bibles this morning, turn over the book of Acts in chapter 2, verse 17. And I want to talk to you this morning about the manifestation of visions and dreams that is produced by the Holy Spirit. I've come to the place that I want to start dreaming in the Spirit. (laughs) I know that, that, I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but I, I, I hope in, in our next few minutes that I'll be able to, to, to kind of portray and kind of tell you where, where I'm thinking, what I'm thinking about. And I got a, you know what? I got a little bit of shock. And I'll, t- I'll tell you after we, uh, after we read this verse of Scripture, um, it just, just about what, at this verse of Scripture here, it's Acts chapter 2, verse 17, if you're looking, if you're looking for the verse right now. When you come to this verse, I, I went through all of my references and stuff. The Lord planted this idea in my heart about dreams and visions. And I'd like to make it a three-part series and, uh, that we'll, we'll talk about through the month of June. I know next week is graduation Sunday. But I want to talk about dreamers and then the next Sunday doers and the last Sunday defenders. I just have this on my heart. God planted that in my heart. Dreamers, doers, and defenders. And so we hope to, to talk to you just a little bit more about that later on. But let's read this verse of Scripture here real quick. Um, Chuck, I think I got it on a slide back there. Acts chapter 2, let's start verse 16. But this is what was spoken. This is that, what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days. In the last days. There is a point of reference here, and I'm sorry if I stop just a little second just for a little teaching here. There's a point of reference. This is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. This Pentecostal day, almost 2,000 years ago, this is that that the prophet Joel has spoken. And, 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 and then the last days, said God. Everybody say last days. We're in the last days, guys. We are. That I will pour out, and I had to stop at the word pour out. And I just, that's the way my mind works, sorry. It's just the way it is. Something that is poured out, say, upon the earth can never be retrieved. Something that is poured out 
stays poured out. Our God is not an Indian giver that he gives us or pours out the spirit just to take it back. I got great news for the family this morning. It's still here. It's still poured out. The spirit is still here. It's not been retrieved. It's like a drink offering that has been poured out before our God in the Old Testament. You would, you would see the drink offerings would accompany the sacrifices. And, and if it was poured out, it was never retrieved again. Anybody this morning besides me that's glad that the Spirit's been poured out. It's above being something that's gift, that is given, but it's been poured out because it can never be retrieved. It can never be gotten back. Anybody know that besides me? No, I didn't know that. Anyway, I learned that. Anyway. I'll pour out my Spirit on how many? All. All flesh. All flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. How many know this pouring out is not gender specific? All the ladies said, amen. And your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. It's not gender specific and it's not age specific. And the last one says, and it's, and on my men servants and maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. How many know that it's not a, a social standing either. It's not gender specific. It's not age specific. And it's not socioeconomic specific either. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And when I looked at this verse of scripture, when I went to the references and stuff, I said, okay, God, you're dealing with my heart. This is what you want me to talk about. I began to look at the reference, and, and, I, and I was shocked. This is the shocking part. I was shocked. When they get to this verse of Scripture, they talk about the, the, the prophecy, and I want you to think of the prophecy in all the context of this, this verse here as revelation, as revelation. And, and when they get to this part, it's, 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 it's a revelation that's been giving to not gender specific, not age specific, not social economic specific, but it's a revelation that's been given to the church, been given to everybody. And, and, and when they get to this part, they want to talk about the prophecy part of it, but nobody, <laughs> nobody talked about the visions and dreams. And I thought, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Cause I'm looking for something that nobody's really written about. And I was quite surprised by that. I don't know if you are, but I was surprised by that. But I began to dig on my own and just begin to look at things on my own. And, and, and I, I want to pull out that centerpiece right there. Your young men shall see vision and your old men shall dream dreams. And I want you to, I want you to understand that there's over 200 references to dreams and visions in, in the Bible. And, and, and almost 100 of those are in the Old Testament, more than 100 of those in the, in the Old Testament. And dreams and visions are, are brought together uh, by such expressions as visions of the night. Let me, let me clarify that a little bit. Visions are something that you would see when you're awake. Dreams are something that you see when you're asleep. The Bible doesn't really make that much distinction between the two. They, they kind of lump them together, if you will. I think they're more separated for us than it is for the Bible and for the Scriptures because they talk about visions of the night. Visions of the night. Chuck, I think I have a, a reference to um, Genesis up here. Did I put that on a slide there? The next one there? Uh, nope, didn't do that. Let me read it to you. Uh, Genesis chapter 46, verse 2. Just write the reference down. Let me read it to you. 
Then God spoke to Israel in the visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, here I am. What are you talking about, Pastor Chuck? It's visions of the night. It's like dreams. It's visions and dreams crossing over and kind of mixing together. Job chapter 4, verse 13, if you need that reference. In disquieting thoughts from the visions of the night when deep sleep falls on men. When deep sleep falls, there's a vision of the night, even when deep sleep arises. Can you see what I'm talking about this morning? There's a mixing of visions and dreams. It's not as separated as we think it is. But I got some questions behind you. Sorry, Chuck, I thought I had a, um, I had a, um, a slide on those references, but I didn't. Thanks, bud. Um, the first question for me is, where did dreams and vision originate? Where did they come from? You know? And, 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 and uh, you know, I have to go back. I have to go back to the fact that Almighty God made us. He created us. And He created everything we are. He knows that a bad case of pepperoni can give you all kinds of wacky dreams. He understands that. Does anything escape our God's mind? No. Absolutely not. If you eat too many Snicker bars and go to bed, you'll have problems, okay? God knows that. Don't overload on the Snicker bars, all right? Don't do that. But we have a God that has vision. We have a God that sees. We have a God that created us in His image. And so if we're in God's image, then we have a God that sees. And, and in Genesis chapter 16, and, and, I, and, and this morning, let me just talk to you a little bit about what I'm building up here. Is, is, is Sarai, Abram's wife, uh, after being bearing of child, offers Hagar, her handmaid, to Abram to obtain a child through her. That wasn't God's idea. That was man's idea. How many know man's idea always gets in trouble? You know, they always get you in trouble. All right. So when Hagar becomes pregnant, she is is despised in Sarai's sight and she runs away. But the angel of the Lord appears to her at the spring on the way to Shuar. And because of that response of running away, Hagar calls God a name that he's never had before. Now, if you understand Old Testament times, you would never call God a name that he's never been called before. Otherwise, it's like our children's program. You get get zapped. There was that much fear in God. And so Hagar comes up with a name, and, and it's really El, meaning God, El Roy. And it means the God who sees. And God did not strike Hagar dead because of the new name that she planted on him. So therefore, he is the God who sees, right? I'm so happy this morning we serve a God who sees. We think he's way, way, way far away and where God, where are you, God? But he's a God that sees. If he's a God that never changes, he's still this morning a God who sees. And he looks, he's, he's, God has vision. And, 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 and Psalms 34, 15, the eyes of the Lord, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. Well, somebody ought to get excited about that promise right there. <laughs> he sees and he hears, right? Samuel 16 and 7, you guys could quote this, I guarantee it. For the Lord does not see as a man sees. For he, 
for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the, on the heart. We serve a God that sees. So it's pretty obvious to me, you know, this morning, that since we've been created in God's image, how many know God's a spirit, right? Jesus has an encounter with the Samaritan woman at the well. Those that must worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth because God is a spirit. So He's created. we have a God that sees. And I would contend that, that since all of creation was was designed by God, the one who envisioned and artistically shaped and formed and colored our world that we enjoy today. And, and since we're made in his image, that dreams and visions were an element that God himself placed within his creation. Would somebody say amen to that? And so, you know, let me ask you something. Have you ever wondered what infant babies dream about? <laughs> Everybody see a little baby, you know, have you ever seen a little baby laugh in its sleep isn't that precious that's just so awesome to me and i'm going what are they laughing about they don't know to laugh right i mean you know it ain't like they watched the comedy club and got a joke all of a sudden you know they just didn't do that right so what do they laugh about they laugh don't they because they have a dream and a vision and it's pure it's not been corrupted by the world but they do don't they so I would contend to you that, 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 that dreams and visions were, were placed in us and it was an element that God himself created us in his image, the God that sees, right? And so, you know, um, it, uh, Genesis 1.26, you guys can quote it. Then God said, let, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. And if we have a God that has vision, a God that sees, we see too. Because we were created in his image. You know, whether man was made this way and he experienced dreams and visions, it's almost, it's almost hardly worth the time to debate, to be honest with you. But there's nothing better certified in the scriptures of Almighty God than God has often communicated his messages, communicated his messages with mankind in this manner. How? In dreams and vision, God communicates with, you see all kinds of examples throughout the Bible. And, and so God uses those, those things. Psalms 89, 19 says this, then you spoke in a vision to your Holy One. You spoke in a vision to your Holy One. And God speaks in a vision. He speaks, communicates, and He instructs. And so that leads me to the second question. What is some, some of God's purposes or reasons for dreams and visions? Pastor Chuck, I want to know, I understand that we have dreams and visions, but what are they for? What does God do with these? What's the reason for them? According to Job chapter 33, Job chapter 33, God uses dreams and visions in various ways. Okay? Job 33, 15 says it like this. In a dream, in a vision of the night. There's that vision of the night again, you see. When deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds number one god speaks instruction job thirty-three sixteen says then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction i contend you to you this morning that in a dream or a vision god can give instruction he can give instruction to you to your family to your community and to your church I want God's instruction for Fairhaven Assembly of God. I really do. And it may take a vision 
or a dream, but it's not a bad pepperoni. It's been inspired by the Holy Spirit. That's the instruction that I want to receive. Oh, God, give us a vision for our church. And let it be from the throne room of our king that we would go in the right direction and that this church will be all that it can be through Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Amen. Got a little preachy right there. Sorry about that. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. Let me give this verse to you. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in the dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Joseph gets instructions to go ahead and marry Mary. Mary, Mary. How about that? Right? He receives instruction. God says, this is what you are to do. Marry her. It's okay. What she's telling you is correct. And so Joseph receives instruction. The next thing, we receive guidance and direction. Job 33, 17, the first part of that one says, in order to turn man from his deed, to turn man from his deed, some of us need turning a little bit. <laughs> How many remember the old, I know young people don't remember this, the old rotary antennas. You remember the old rotary antennas? Well, sometimes you had, to, you had to turn them, and they had to turn to get the right, you know, get the right signal. All the young people are going, <laughs> you know, what was that? We've always had cable. Anyway, but how many, we, we, need, we need a Holy Spirit vision, dreams to turn us to guide us, to direct us in the paths that we should go. An example of that was in Matthew chapter 2, verse 12. Then being divinely warmed in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. You know, the three wise men took a different route, different direction. Why? Because they were warned in a dream to take a different direction. And they did so. Acts chapter 16, verse 9 and 10 And in a vision appeared to Paul in the night. See where his vision took place? In the night. Got it? Okay. And that's the mix again of the visions and dreams. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he'd seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Paul takes a different route. He goes a different direction. Why? Because he had a vision in the night. Because he saw a different direction. You know, I know I'm going to sidetrack here a little bit. Can I sidetrack a little bit? This is an absolutely powerful verse. If you read this section, and we studied the book of Acts on Wednesday night. It was a man of Macedonia stood and said, come help us. Do you see that, right? When he gets there, there is no man there. It was a group of ladies that was gathering by the river in prayer. Who do you think the man of Macedonia is? <laughs> and he appears to Paul in a vision in the night. Why? Because those ladies, Lydia being one of them, was gathered by a riverside. They're praying, oh, God, help us. The man of Macedonia takes charge. Amen. And he calls Paul into an area that Paul normally would not have gone. Guidance and direction. Why? Because he had a vision in the night. The next thing, discipline. 
Job 33, 17, and conceal or suppress pride from man. In Daniel chapter 4, let me, and, and I don't want you to turn there, but let me, let me just kind of hit the treetops on this story a little bit. In Daniel chapter 4, King Nebuchadnezzar, he has a dream, he has a vision that troubles him. And he calls Daniel in to interpret the vision that he's seen upon his bed. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Nebuchadnezzar's a pagan. He ain't never going to receive or understand a vision that has been inspired by the Holy Spirit. He's serving the wrong master. <laughs> if you want to understand something, stay connected to the king. Amen? The right king. And so he calls Daniel in. I need some help. This, this, this dream, I can't, I can't get this dream because it's not Holy Spirit inspired. It's, it's from a different, it's Holy Spirit inspired. And so I don't understand. I'm not getting it here. And so it, it, he, he calls Daniel in for the vision that he's seen upon his bed. It's what the Bible talks about. And God gives Daniel the interpretation for King Nebuchadnezzar. And what it is, it's, it's discipline. It's to warn him. And the Bible says to break off his sins by being righteous. And he says, break off your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Daniel chapter four, verse 27, if you need that reference. And so they, there was a warning there. But the Bible says about a year later, while he's in his palace, King Nebuchadnezzar, in his arrogance, he fails to credit God for, for amassing such a, a great kingdom under his rule. And, and, and he takes pride in it, and he's arrogant. He, Look at the great, great Babylon that I have, uh, have gathered. And he's already had his warning once, okay, but he's prideful. And, and, and like our Job reference right there, and conceal or suppress pride from man. And all of a sudden, there's a discipline that takes place. He's humiliated. I may know the story. He was humiliated to an animal status. And he began to eat and live and eat the grass of the field. The Bible says his fingernails grew out like eagle's claws. He's humiliated. And there was a, 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 just an immediate... Immediate discipline, it lasted for about seven years. It's only after that seven years, after that allotted time of discipline was, was exhausted, King Nebuchadnezzar regained his senses. And, and, and when he did, the first thing he did, he gives God all the praise and the honor that God is due. Daniel 4, verse 34. Dreams and visions will keep us disciplined. Keep us from thinking too highly of what we've done and focus upon what God has done. Amen? Oh, God, keep us Holy Spirit disciplined. Amen? Keep us on the right focus, the right vision. Right vision. Keep us focused on the right things. Next one I have for you, it's deliverance. Deliverance. Dreams and visions will provide deliverance for you. Job 33, 18, he keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. Matthew chapter 2, verse 13, now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream saying, arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you word for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. There's deliverance in visions and dreams. Joseph, Joseph, the, uh, he saw a dream, and it was the Lord speaking to him, take the child and go. This is what you must do for preservation, for, for deliverance. I need to deliver 
this young child. And so there's deliverance in, in, in our Holy Spirit-inspired dreams and vision. There's deliverance in there. Oh, God, speak to us. <laughs> speak to us in visions and dreams. Deliver us, oh, God. Help us to keep our feet from the pit, from the snare of the enemy. Oh, God, keep us. Watch over us. Guide us. Well, number three, where do I go, Pastor Chuck, to find the interpretation of a dream or a vision? Where do I go? Well, number one, let's discover what it is not and where you're not to go. Daniel chapter 2, verse 26, And the king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, Are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and it is and its interpretation? Next verse, Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded. Now follow this very closely. The wise men, or the smart guys, the astrologers, the magicians, and the fortune tellers, or soothsayers, cannot declare to the king. Not the microscope, not the telescope, and not even the horoscope can give us the answer. Because this vision and this dream has nothing to do with those. It's been given by a holy God that doesn't need all this. But catch the second one. Daniel 2.28. But there is a God in heaven. If you want the answer, there you are. There's a God in heaven who reveals secrets. And he has made known... to King Nebuchadnezzar, what will be in the latter days? Your dream and the visions upon uh, the visions of your head upon your bed were these. And Daniel begins to explain the dream that Nebuchadnezzar has. Why? Because it was Holy Spirit inspired, and it takes a person that is connected to the Holy Spirit to understand and ask God for the interpretation of it. I might, I might get a little tough this morning, but let me say this because I love you. If I had to address you, I'd say body of Christ. The Christian individual has no place in the presence of a fortune teller, a medium, a psychic, or with ungodly devices such as tarot cards or a crystal ball to give an interpretation to a vision or a dream. You stay out and you stay away. Just as if we've read from the pages of our sacred scripture this morning, only God gives the interpretation of his communication through dreams and visions to men and women. Do you need an answer? Here's the, here's the answer. Don't seek the alternative. Seek Almighty God. And stay away from every, all that rest of that junk, but seek his face. Amen. There's a God in heaven who reveals secrets. Because they're Holy Spirit inspired. If it's too many pepperonis on the pizza, you have to deal with that yourself. <laughs> All right? Bad chicken, right, Al? <laughs> I gotta ask you a question. Let me bring it let me bring it to a close here. What is your dream of vision? Let's get it personal this morning. What is your dream of vision? Our scripture text today, Acts 2.17, what we started off with today, said your young men shall see visions. And when I say young men, it's not gender specific because we already said that. 
will pour out upon your sons and your daughters. So it's not gender specific, right? So when they say men, it means mankind. So it, it, it refers to people. Let me ask this question in the morning. Hey, guys in the back, how many? Let me see your hands today. How many people here are 35 and under? Let me see. Can you help me? Thank you. 35 and under. Let me see you. Okay. Okay. 35 and under. Young people, if, if you haven't heard a word I've said, listen to me this morning. Let me ask you something. What kind of Holy Spirit dreams and visions have you experienced and have locked away in your memory and in the recesses of your mind? Do you think you're exempt? Your young men will see visions. You're not exempt. I know I got some young people back there going, oh, clear, you know, you know. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I could put all my eggs in this basket. But so many young people walk away from the church and walk away from their faith. And I just propose this question, and I'm not sure I've got the answer to it. Is it because they have never had a Holy Spirit dream or a vision? I just wonder. I'm just, I'm just asking the question. Young people, listen to me. Let me ask you something. Have you ever dreamt of, of standing on a stage like this one, preaching the gospel to a multitude of hungry souls that is looking for the hope that is in Christ alone? Has anybody ever dreamed that under 35? Have you? Let me ask you something. Do you have visions of, of, of being on the mission field, providing care to a lost and needy? Can you, can, young people, can you see the faces of the children that are facing an impossible future without your attention or the attention of the one who came to f- provide a better life for all of mankind? Young person, can you see that? Oh, man, it got quiet in here, didn't it? Young people, hear me. Has the Holy Spirit inspired your, your dreams and inspired your, your visions? And, and has it directed you into a college that will prepare you to be one who provides a service or a product that will be betterment for all of mankind? Where are you? Where are you? I don't, I don't care if it's, if it's, if it's a ball joint that, that goes on a car that will keep a man's family safe or if it's nursing where you provide comfort for those that are in pain and suffering. I don't care what field you're going to go into. Have you got a vision or a dream from Almighty God that says you can make a difference in your world no matter where it is? I don't care if it's a computer program. Can you make it better for somebody else? I like, uh, you know, computers today, I like talking to missionaries halfway around the world, right? And just type them a letter, right? That's fantastic. Young person, tell you something. If you've got that dream, never, never, ever lose that dream. Never lose it. Never lose God's vision. Dream the dream. See the vision. But understand that it's Holy Spirit inspired. Make sure of it. 
God's word instructs us that whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father through him. If you need that reference, it's Colossians 3.17. doesn't matter. Do everything in the name of the Lord and never, never lose the dream. But let me conclude Acts 2.17. And your old men shall dream dreams. Your old men shall dream dreams. For the rest of us this morning, some of us are in the middle of our careers. And some of us, you know, um, you know, our career days are behind us, honestly. But our Holy Spirit visions and dreams are still with us. Uh, it's still providing what the world cannot offer. And my dreams and my visions are, are, are my hope. They're my purpose. They're my direction, my plans, my wishes, my aspirations. My dreams are my future. The world could take my car. They can take my home. They can take my job. They can take your savings. But they can never have my Holy Spirit-inspired dreams and visions. Because without a vision, people perish. King James Version. If you take my future, my hope, my dream, my aspirations, I die. Because I've got nothing to live for. And Pastor Chuck has been in hospitals many a time, and I've seen the faces of people that have absolutely give up on life. And I don't care how much medicine you cram down their necks, they will die. Because they have no purpose, they have no reason for living, I just don't want to do it no more. And they last a few days and they are gone from this life. I've seen it times and times again. So when I say to you, without a vision, people perish, I believe it, I've seen it, and the Bible is absolutely true. It's true anyway from Genesis to Revelation. But I've witnessed it. I know that's kind of harsh this morning, but it's true. You take a person's purpose and reason for living, they'll dry up and die every time. If I smash my car, I, you know, what's a car, right? But don't, don't take my dreams. Don't take my Holy Spirit-inspired visions. Another translation has it this way, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. I think that's the New International Version has it that way too as well. You see, without the Holy Spirit's vision or revelation, there's an, there, there's an absence. And as we previously stated, there's an absence of instruction. There's an absence of guidance and direction. There's an absence of discipline. And so therefore, there could be no deliverance from the dismal feelings of isolation and desertion. You can't get free. So people cast off all restraint and they look, begin to look at immoral ways and immoral objects to somehow drown out the inner pain and isolation and loneliness that they sense and they feel. We talked not long ago about the 400 silent years from Malachi to the first of of Matthew, you should see the philosophies and all of the garbage that came out of those 400 silent years. Why, Pastor Chuck? Because there was no word of God that came forth, no prophet, no seer, no priest, no one that had, nobody had the word of God. The brass were as heavens and there was no word. And so man began to look at his own devices and, and that's where the whole mythology, the Greek mythology, Roman mythology came out of all that. You know, with Zeus and Poseidon, 
and Zor and all that, you know. And they're all fictitious characters because why? There was no vision. There was no dream. There was no word from God. It dried up until one day John the Baptist came on the scene. <laughs> Amen. We were made for community. We were made for communion with God. And that communion has to be with Holy Spirit-inspired dreams and visions. Amen. So how are your dreams and visions today? How many this morning do you, do, you, do you see your children coming back to God? Do you see your loved ones at an altar of prayer giving their lives over to Jesus Christ? Do you see it? Do you see laying hands on the sick and they recover? <laughs> do, you, do you see it this morning? Do you see this sanctuary this morning full from the beginning to the end and so the band has to stay up here because we got no place to sit them back there do you see it this morning how about two services and it's full from the front to the back and i'm not talking about Fairhaven one Fairhaven two i'm talking about two completely separate services this morning why pastor chuck because that means that more that, that many more people are, are saved and they know jesus christ and they're going to heaven and we get to spend eternity with them and they're not lost do you see it this morning? Do you have the vision this morning to see it? Oh, God, help us. Help us. Ah, this morning. I got, I got something that I brought with me this morning, and I, I, I kind of checked with Cheryl Anderson and, 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 and with Steve this morning. Got a softball. And um, no, I'm not going to throw it at you. I'm not going to throw it at you. Believe it or not, Believe it or not, this I, I used to I used to they used to let me play softball with them. <laughs> they still do. I'm just messing with you. They still do. Pastor Chuck's been busy, and uh, <clears throat> so I was pitcher. That's what I did. I pitched, you know. And um, one time we were we were at a game, and um, this is about I don't know, Steve. This had to be about or Cheryl had to be about what three four years ago or something. Anyway, and. Um, and so I was on I was on the mound, and 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 I and I pitched I pitched the ball, and I, and I threw it. See, I still got it. Anyway, I, th- I threw the ball up, and and the guy that was batting on the opposite opposite side of the field, uh, the batter, he he hit the ball, and he swung at it, but he missed it. And when he did, it, it popped it straight up, and and Steve and Cheryl was over here on this side, and 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 when he hit it. It, it landed not too far from Cheryl, you know, over there. Well, see, you got to understand where I'm coming from. Cheryl had been battling cancer immensely. And I knew that, that God was working through the doctors and working through medicine. And we were praying and we were interceding for Cheryl, you know. And I, and I knew that, you know. And so, I, 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 Steve, I'm up on the mountain and, and, I put, and, the, and the ball lands over next to Cheryl, you know. And so Cheryl... She didn't think nothing about it. She just, she's going to help Pastor Chuck out, right? Because he's like, Rick, anyway. So, and, and she picked the ball up, and, and, and she, she tossed it back to me. Well, the ball almost made it. It almost made it back to the mound. I, I was walking that way. It almost made it back to the mound. But I think God had a purpose and a plan in that, that it didn't make it back to the mound. And I'll tell you why. Because in a split second of time, in that split second of time, God hit me and he said, look at what I've done. I'm bringing the strength back to Cheryl's body. 
That's what he told me. I lost it. Okay, I'm on a ball field, and I lost it. I'm like, okay, I can't see. It's the ball, like, you know. And, 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 and just in that split second of time, God said to me, you know, look at that. She's been battling cancer, but she's strong enough to almost make it back. And I walked over and picked up the ball, and, and I know the umpire was getting kind of restless because I took my time. I had to get my bearings right, okay, because I can't even see that batter, let alone throw something. Anyway, you know, at him, everything like that. And I tell you that story this morning because don't you want to see more people throw the ball back? Don't you want to see more healings, more deliverances? Do you have that vision, Fairhaven Assembly? Do you just close your eyes and see your sons and daughters worshiping the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Situations that seem impossible, God is rectifying those situations and he's touching lives. Do you see it? If you don't, oh, don't leave here this morning because we're going to pray with you. Praise team, come. We're going to pray with you. Sometimes the vision gets a little blurry. Now, I stand before you this morning. I've got corrective lenses on or glasses, as we say. We've got, and and I have to wear them because it it corrects my vision. It corrects my vision. Let me ask you, congregation, this morning, has, has, has your dreams and visions become out of focus just a little bit? Can I ask that question? Is that okay? Could, could you use maybe some corrective lenses from the Holy Spirit this morning before you leave here? Could you, could you use some, some, some refreshing, a time of refreshing to refresh that dream that you used to have and maybe it kind of faded out a little bit? Maybe the vision kind of faded out a little bit. Could you use a refreshing this morning? I beg you this morning, don't leave this place without it, okay? Just a moment, I'm going to pray. And I know, Rebecca, you're going to go back to the, the song in just a minute. Um, I, I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to pray, and then I'd like to invite our leadership to come. And if you have a vision that is somehow faded from your eyes and faded out, young person, if you've never had a vision, if you've never had a dream, don't leave here without one. Don't leave here without one. <coughs> so, older person, don't leave here without one. Is that okay? Don't leave here. Refresh the vision. Refresh the dream. Let's pray. Father, I just give you thanks, Lord. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your challenge this morning to look to the heavens and reach as high as we can reach. And let the Holy Spirit just inspire us again. Give us a new vision, a new dream. Maybe refresh an old dream, an old vision that we had, that that, that fair haven assembly of God would just so be endued with your presence and your power that people, when they drive by on Beach Daily Road, they begin to cry under the convicting power of God and they don't even know why. God, thank you for the vision. There's no doubters here this morning, God. That can happen, oh God. We believe it, Lord, because all things are possible with you. Oh, that your sanctuary would be filled with those that would reach out to you, make you Lord of their lives. Oh God, help us keep that vision, that dream alive, oh God. 
Holy Spirit, help us, strengthen us, guide us, direct us, Lord. Keep us, Lord, we pray. We pray that in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen.